Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Date Night with Raven and Adam. Mm-hmm. Hi, Adam. Hi, Raven. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. We are smack dab in the middle of holidays, and... We just finished Thanksgiving by the time this airs, and I hope you are super full of turkey dressing and all things that make you happy. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> what is it? Ham, bram, mall, Chicken, mall. chicken. Chicken, turkey, chicken, turkey. Okay. You look so cute, and you sound so great, too. Thank Everyone you. loves your southern voice. Everyone says you have such a soothing voice when we record, and Thank it you. airs. Um, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, that, that, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you today. This is actually a very requested topic is long distance relationships Mm. and what it's been like for us the first year of living together Mm. because we're coming up approaching a year by Adam's time frame. It's going to be a year in December by my time frame. It was a year in July, but you know, you don't agree on everything when you live together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we don't. So, how's it been for you, Adam? It's been great. It's been I, better than the long distance, because long distance is hard. Yeah. You know, in long distance, I call it the weekend relationship, which is where... It's like a honeymoon every weekend. That's it, yeah. And it's great. And you have you feel like you have your space, and then you don't, and you have your space, and you don't. And then you really feel like your heart does grow fonder towards pers- that person, you, just because it's like... Because you miss them. Yeah. And I always said, I missed you. And then I'd have these spontaneous, okay, well, I'm going to book you a flight or I'm going to fly to you or I'm going to drive to you. Those were the days. Oh, man. We were living the life. We were living like life by the seat of the pants. It was so fun. It was also just really... It's still really fun. Yeah, it is still fun. But it was fun like having that excitement every single weekend, like you coming to me or me coming to you and just having another adventure and meeting each other in different places and all that. It was just so fun, but it was also really hard. Yeah. And I think that's why... Thank goodness we lived in the same time zone. I think it's so hard for people that don't live in the same time zone. A lot of Mm -hmm. Bachelor Nation couples, when they start dating, they don't live in the same time zone. And I think that's a lot of the reason why it doesn't work out, because it's so, so hard. It's very difficult. Um, But we were lucky. We brought that up. Remember you said, I said something like, well, if I was still living in California, it's either it would have been really good for like three or four months, or you would have moved in a lot sooner. But yeah, I agree. I mean, especially if you're dating across the country where someone's like already halfway through their day and you're just waking up and it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, that relationship, I have a ton of respect for it just because it takes Absolutely. so much more. And I'll have to say that long distance is long distance, right? You don't see the person as much as you would if you lived in the same town. So for us, we had to kind of set boundaries and rules of like what we expected from one another. And I mean that in the way of we both agreed we wouldn't take more than two weeks apart to see each other. Yes. Because after two weeks, it was kind of like, eh you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. But we did a good job. We always kept to our two weeks. We did. You did a great job too. Thank you. It was really hard on me because juggling work, especially working for yourself, is so hard. Then having a long distance relationship, I can definitely see where people have trouble with that. And you're balancing social life. Yeah. With family. Oh, yeah. And all the above. So, I mean, there's just, there's so many variables in it. But I think it takes, you realize either very quickly or within the first three months whether that person wants the same thing you want. Yeah. Your baseline moral values is what I'd like to call it. Raven Nicole. But how did you know that you're even ready for me to move in with you? Because it's, first of all, moving in is a big step, right? Yeah. Um, moving in is a definitely like the biggest step when you live out of state, you know, cause I had to basically leave everything that I knew to 
come to you, which you are so worth it. Mm-hmm. But it is hard. So what made you have the decision also on your end, you had to make the the sacrifice of taking me in, <laughs> which meant you had a lot riding on you because I was leaving, you know, the pressure was on you because I was leaving everything to make it work with you. How did how, how did you ra- go about that? Oh, man. We wanna... talked about this a little bit yesterday while we were watching Netflix on the couch. You were like, when did we No, we're watching know? Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Hannah. I, I know it's going to be like two weeks before you hear this. I mean, it's going to be two weeks after you won, but I'm so, so proud of Hannah. Go, Hannah. And I said, Adam's my witness. I said at the very beginning, she's <laughs> going to win gonna it. Win. She's <laughs> going to win it. I knew it. So true. So proud of her. Uh, going back to your question, I think... Uh, <sighs> I don't, I don't know the exact moment, but I just remember like the relationship just kept progressing and progressing. And I, you, you have to take that leap of faith and you you can, you never want to ask yourself the question, what if? Yeah. And so I, I've always taken that mentality and I think that's where it got to the point where I knew that I had to do something about it. And I'm like, well, if our relationship is going to progress, you like, I have to, it's like test driving a car before you buy it. And yeah. you won't know and you won't know what it's like unless you do. And I mean, obviously people have different morals and Yeah, I mean I come from a very conservative yeah. Christian background. So moving in with someone before you're married is kind of un- uh, unheard of. It's not unknown, but it's unheard of, especially from the town that I'm from. Mm-hmm. But um it made me at ease that I knew that you when I moved in, you had intention on proposing. And had you not had a goal or a plan for me, then I wouldn't have done it. And I wouldn't have felt comfortable about it. And a lot of Christians and, you know, religious people have asked me how I felt and how I dealt with moving in with someone before we got married. And I just felt from my own conviction, you you just have to go on your own conviction, right? So for me in my life, it made sense to do that. It was the natural progression of um, our relationship and I prayed about it and made sure like I was good with it. God, you know, I felt God was leading me in this direction. And so, yeah, I felt good about it. Raven, did I ever tell you, did, I think, did I ever persuade you into moving in and saying that, okay, well, I'd like to be engaged. I don't remember. I think I did, right? Yes. Didn't yeah. I say well, I think like I asked you what your intentions were. Like, I was like, well, I would like to. I said maybe something like I'd like to get eventually engaged, right? Yeah. I yeah, said something yeah. like that. You said, well, I, w- I could see us within within the year or two. Year, year and a half, I think is what you told me, getting engaged. Mm. That made me feel better. Had a year or a year and a half gone by, I think I told you if I'm if you don't commit to me, like really commit to me and I've moved out of state and I've left my job at the time. Well, technically I moved my job um, to Dallas, but I've made all these plans for you. If you had not committed it to me in the way that I committed to you, because let's be real, I had nothing else to give you at that point. I <laughs> moved my life. I moved my career. I moved everything and left my house. I left my friends. I left my family like if I didn't have the same commitment from you, then I was going to go bounce back right back to Hoxie, Arkansas. Hoxie. And I was going to make you come get me with one big fat rock. Oh, right, Ben. <laughs> well, you didn't have to do that. I didn't have to do that, though. But I think we definitely made clear lines in the sand of like where I stood and where you stood. And we are on the same page about that. Yeah. And it's tough because we'll get listeners that will ask us questions about, you know, when should I bring this up or what should I do? And there's no like right or wrong answer. Yeah, there's not. It's just being open, but and what you not feel being, comfortable with. Yeah, but not being awkward about it. And mm-hmm. I think if you think that it's going to be awkward, then the other person's going to think that way. You just have to approach it as if you're just kind of like just talking to them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go, you know, start off the conversation by, hey, we need to talk. <laughs> right. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, crap. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It just needs to just flow. And I think if you it's bring a natural it, progression. Yeah. And you, you just bring it up. Like if it's something that you've been thinking about, you say, I say something to you like, 
Hey, Raven, you know, you and I have talked about it. It's like, Hey mm-hmm. Raven, like when would you ideally want to have to have or like to have children or when do you want to start a family? And you're mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, well, you know, I'd be okay within the next two years or the next whatever it may be. And I think as long as you're just, you have the expectations, you plant the seed and you talk about it, I think it's fine. Nothing left unsaid. Because had I moved to, let's just say I had moved all the way here and hadn't discussed uh, getting engaged or getting married. And then I had like sacrificed and done all these things. And then I got here and it's like, you're not a mind reader. Like you don't, you can't know that I would be upset if I wasn't proposed to in a year, year and a half. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have to make those clear boundaries. And I think there's nothing wrong with like telling someone the consequences of those boundaries not being had. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't mean that in a way of like, oh well if you don't do this, get my head rolling and stuff at you. I mean just saying like in the next year, this is how I see my life going. And if you can't provide that or if you are not on the same path as that I am going to have to exit the relationship yeah. I think that's totally fine I think that's very healthy yeah and that one person in the relationship has to initiate that whether it is the girl or the guy mm-hmm. somebody needs to be the, the driving force behind what's next and if it is the girl great if not and it, hopefully it's the guy hopefully it is the guy just a lot of the time because you know women look to men for their guidance. So well, I wouldn't say they look to them for their guidance. I think they just want to feel reassured in the relationship. Sure. I mean, y- yeah, I know what you're trying to say, but you know how people get, Yes, I, do. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where you kind of have to look at things. Um, just because there's, yeah, the problem is that sometimes the non mature people will not, um, They'll just get awkward about it and mm-hmm. they just want to be in a physical relationship without hurting somebody and being yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't see you being with me long term when you should just maybe state that early mm-hmm. on rather than wasting somebody's time. Um, but you know, and then all of a sudden you break up and you're like, well, I think I have regrets and mm-hmm. it's really hard to do that from afar, especially if you move from, you know, far away. And I think it's weird when, and I know a lot of girls have uh, messaged us and DM'd us about guys you know, them being long distance for years. And I'm just like, why? Mm -hmm. What's the point? Long distance is not supposed to be forever. It's supposed to be temporary. And like, I just don't get a weekend. I don't get weekend relationships if you're wanting a relationship. Sure. No, absolutely. Especially, it was, I think, the easiest for you just because it was, um, you work for yourself. And that's a huge plus. Yeah. And a My, huge minus too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But you also have to look at it. Like even if you worked for a big, you know, like company that had multiple offices. Oh yeah. That would be easy to move. But the hardest is, you know, if you're working for a company that's local to that market mm-hmm. and you have a great job, great benefits, good pay. It's hard then, to leave that. It yeah. really is. <clears throat> and like, you got to start from scratch. I mean, the stars do have to align, I feel like for mm-hmm. a long distance to work, but it definitely can happen. And, you know, people make sacrifices all the time to be with someone they love but you also have to take care of yourself you know 100 you got to put yourself first and then you can enjoy life with someone else i feel like oh i'm so happy i'm enjoying my life with you me too um also when you move in you just learn so much about the other person oh gosh so much what should i say about you i'm gonna ugh, i don't know whatever you want i guess no well, I think we're going through a gr- interesting transition because we're buying a home together. Yeah, and we've been living together officially by your calendar one year. Mm-hmm. So we've we we're pretty we're smooth sailing right now. We're just yeah. we're just sailing. We're uh, yeah we're we're moving up the ranks, I guess. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Yeah. Did um so basically when you decided to move in, that's when it, your long distance relationship came to an end. Yeah. Or did you have a little bit of time where you practically lived oh, together, but not officially? Go ahead, that is such a good question. I meant to say this. I had this in the notes when I was like thinking about this. Yeah. So when we officially decided to move in together, it wasn't like I just showed up at your house one day and was like, I'm everything's here. mine yeah. now. <laughs> you know, like your car's mine. Even though I did say that, it was really funny at the time. But it wasn't like I just showed up with my bags in a U-Haul, you know? I actually, we decided we were going to try to get me moved in in December, and this was probably in June. 
we made the decision in June. Yeah, I'd say like June or July. Yeah. The end of the year just worked better. I think it's just because with my schedule and yeah, what definitely. we were doing and stuff like that. And that was the next time we were, we both could be in Arkansas so you could help me move. Yeah. Um, but when we finally decided that I was going to move, I started staying with Adam a week at a time. Then I would go back home. Then I stayed two weeks at a time. And then I'd go back home. And then three weeks at a time. And then go back home and stand and stay another extended period of time. So it wasn't like we were just like thrown into the mix with each other. We casually yeah. put like, I put a toe in the water and then I put a leg in the water and then I put a whole body in the water and just then dot, I, dot, I think that's a down. really good way to ease the transition so that it's not so jarring all of a sudden learning yeah. this person's living habits and whatnot. So that's for sure. I did the same thing. So that's why I was asking him like, you know, it would be a big deal if all of a sudden you went from being a party oh, but weekend yeah. relationship to boom one day you live together i think it's so smart to do that i think because yeah. by that time you knew i was messy so that's on you true <laughs> <laughs> but i liked it also because your 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 job gave you so much flexibility the only way someone can do that yeah um, but i also sacrifice i think adam has this hard time of understanding like how much i really sacrificed to make this relationship work like it was so hard on me with the job like it was so hard on me because i would be running a business from like six hours away i had no control yeah. like physical control well, it was tough over because what was you had going stuff on shipping to the work and you didn't know what was you know you weren't yeah and i had security cameras i was like dealing with all that stuff and like it was just like so hard on me but i knew like the end goal was all going to be okay like yeah. it was all going to be taken care of it's amazing i wish i had your um i mean i'm sure your anxiety was through the roof but yeah it was i i wish i had that ability to do what you did so no, I appreciate you. What you do is really hard too. Like no, I'm not diminishing but I appreciate what you, you. Thank you. I'm not diminishing what you did. I mean, you were working very hard and then trying to balance like me and making plans with us. And I, I mean, it was definitely a juggling act. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I want to know how you felt like the moment I moved in. Were you like, holy crap, this mm-hmm. is happening? Uh, I don't think at any point it was like that. Cause again, you know, I was so busy working in my own. I think it was the first, I remember like the first week and when you weren't fully moved in, you would call me like four times a day, <laughs> yeah, five times a day, just to just like you're bored at the house or you're, you're, it's something going on. And I didn't when, know my way around the city. I yeah. was bored. There, there's like so many layers to moving after you're done with a long distance relationship, especially if you're the person that's going toward like leaving your home to go towards another person. You don't know the city. You left all your family. You left all your friends. It is hard. And I yeah. got really bored and I would call Adam like 40 times a day. And he was like, this was like the time like we were still in love and everything and you and I called you one time I was like oh I'm I'm being annoying aren't I I'm really sorry I'll hang up the phone and you're like yeah you're being annoying <laughs> and I was like okay 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 yeah, yeah like I get it I get it but I think that's when when there was like the first day that went by and I think we didn't call each other and I was I just I, I really home. tried hard that day too oh, I was okay. like I'm not gonna call I him you were super I had, busy. no <laughs> I might have told you that but I really wasn't Raven. but yeah that I mean and then I were remember, you scared at all like the the did the commitment and stuff scare you because there is some kind of freedom about being long distance yeah there is some freedom there and it's nice because you know you're on your clock and. You know, you worry about you and not anybody else. And now you have yeah. me to worry about. Well, it's like that. And it's like, you're sharing your space, you know? Yes. And the fact that we're in a con, I mean, a con, it's not a home where it's like, you have a lot of room to kind of spread out. I mean, mm-hmm. we have separate floors you can go to and, you know, get away from things. But, um, I think when we first started like talking about, we got an argument, whether it was an argument or we were bickering about something and it's like, all I could do is like stomp upstairs. Yeah. That's all you can do. You I'm no, like, I got to get away. You can't like <laughs> just go home or well, you could, but you'd have to drive six hours. And by the time you got home, you'd probably be, I would not cured. be mad anymore. Yeah. So I feel like it has, it's a, it's a little, it's a mix of everything. And that is just, so true. Went to, in another thing after you hear in long distance and you can kind of run away from your problems and you move in together and you're like, okay, this has to be handled. Like we cannot let this simmer. We have to handle it. 
Are you yawning? I'm tired too. Yeah. It's okay. No, I totally get it. I mean, you, you have to though. You have to be able to, you can't, you can't be fearful of the relationship. You got to be fearless. And so I think. Oh, I love that. Um, you got, it's you and your partner against the world. You have to give your all because for a guy or even a girl, you never want to ask yourself the question. What if like, is there something better out there? That's how I feel too. Is like, like she's such a great girl. And and this isn't me thinking, I'm just thinking like, as if I was a normal guy, is there a different girl out there? Or if I was a girl, is there a better guy? Is there someone different for me? Mm -hmm. But obviously you can't change a person, but someone can just change their habit or their their generic habits around you. I mean, yeah. It happens over time, especially people that are married 20 plus years. Or they don't. Like my mom still calls me. is like, it's been 32 years and your dad is still drinking coffee oh at midnight gosh. and won't come to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we first met, you were going to bed at like 2 a.m. and you'd wake up at 8 and you'd call me tired and you're drinking four cups of coffee a day. And then after like two months living with me, you're going to bed at 1030. You're waking up the same time as I do. You're only doing one cup a day, maybe two, depending on, you know, stressful your day is you've had a positive positive um impact impact on me yes that's true sweet well i'm happy for that well i'm very happy too and moving into a new home and starting our family and getting married and getting engaged all these Mm. things are like really exciting and i'm very happy to do it with you that's so sweet um is there anything else i just one other thing i want to ask you what have you learned what's a big lesson you have learned one with long distance relationships and two with moving in. Um, Which are two biggest takeaways. Oh, my takeaways Um, with long distance. um, My biggest takeaway would be um, don't be afraid to give as much as you receive and don't think that the relationship is a truly a 50-50 like split. If somebody does this, you should do this. Somebody did, you need to give 100% your all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other question was what? Um, about living with this. Yeah. Um, and then my, my takeaway with living with one another is listen, just be a listener. You have done such a good job listening to me lately. Mm-hmm. We've been working on it for I'm you. I'm trying so hard. You've done great. We need lately. our premarital counseling to get us even better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Adam and I, just to give y'all a quick rundown on our engagement process right now. Now that I'm done with coding class, I don't know if anybody knew this. Girls who code. Oh my gosh. I've been in this, the same day that I got engaged, I signed up for a full stack web development coding class at SMU. And I finally graduated last week. Yeah. And... I'm so excited because now I can wedding plan because it was taking every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday for the past six months. So now we can wedding plan. But um, just to give an update on everybody with the engagement, because I had a lot of people asking this, is Adam and I are having an interfaith wedding ceremony here in Dallas at his mom's uh, temple. And it's in the spring. We got everything pretty much wrapped up, except we're starting couples counseling soon. Like, we have to get on that, Adam. Yes. We downloaded this app on our phone. This is not an ad. But <laughs> we downloaded this app on our phone called to help us. Lasting. What is it called? It's called Lasting. lasting. And um, it is kind of like going to therapy um, via your cell phone. And then cool. I answer questions, Adam answers questions, and then uh, you're able to let your partner read them or send like send them a notification that they have completed a session and then you can share the results. Or you can do it on your own and not share it with your partner and kind of keep it close to your chest, which whatever floats your boat. But I think it opened up a lot of conversation with us and that's why we were talking about when did you know it was okay for me to like move in and like all those things. So this isn't an ad or anything, but check it out because it's helped us on our wedding planning. But we are pretty much ready to get married, except we got to meet with the rabbi some and we got to meet with our... And we need to find a wedding planner. So anyone listening to this, we are open to suggestions. Hey, we pretty much got everything done, except we just need somebody to say, this is what you do. At this queue, whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's a little wedding update. Anything to add? 
before we take a break? No, I think that's it. Well, I'm excited to talk about section number two because a lot, everyone that's listened, we get these questions that keep rolling in and rolling in. So I'm curious to see how we're going to answer You're these. You're always so curious. To no, the I love it because there's always something new and no one, not every, some questions are relatively the same, but mm-hmm. they're asked everyone in a different way. Everyone has different, yeah, and different th- perspectives exactly. on everything. Yeah, so. we're not experts, but we'll help you through it. <laughs> So you guys know that we just bought a house and we've been so busy that we left holiday planning to the very last minute. I still need like centerpieces. I need a wreath. I need gifts. I need them like yesterday. Like I need them now. Me too. Then I remembered books.com. Books is short for bouquets, but these aren't your typical flowers. Books are substantially grown and cut fresh from the world's finest eco-friendly farms. Wait, is this the company that was on Shark Tank? Yes. And they even, even some of the farms are grown on the sides of volcanoes. Hmm. All flowers are sourced directly, so they stay fresher longer. You know, good things come in floral packages. Celebrate life's moments with farm fresh books. You can get 25% off your order from the Books Company. You can go to books.com, that's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash date and use the code date. For 25% off. For 25% off. I love it. Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to get into some questions then. This is one of my favorite parts because I love when people ask us questions and we get to answer them, you know? And I think we're going to elaborate on questions more because a lot of the time when people like will answer questions and they'll listen, like we'll have a lot of people saying, but like you didn't talk about it that much or like they'll say, I wonder if you looked at it from this angle. So like maybe we can spend a little bit more time today on questions so we can have satisfied listeners. Agreed. Are you ready for this one? Yep. Okay. So this lady, she decided to stay anonymous and she says, Hey Adam, for the podcast, I have been seeing this guy for about a month and a half. At the beginning, we had the, what are we talk? And Mm -hmm. he expressed, he just wanted to be friends. Oh, since then we've gone to dinner several times and he's even cooked dinner a few times for me. And he invites me to sleep over several times. I bet he does. I bet he does. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just watch movies and cuddle and sometimes we get intimate. Yeah, you do. But sometimes we talk for hours. Sure, because you can't just come over and... Sorry, go ahead. Raven, stop. He tells me things <laughs> like, I bring him so much happiness and that he's so grateful that I'm in his I life. I he is. And he calls me boo. Raven, don't interrupt. <laughs> he just invited me to attend a wedding with him. And I feel like we've been taking steps forward every day, learning more about each other and spending quality time together. <laughs> we also text... In the day, from the moment we wake up to the moment one of us falls asleep, should we have the talk again? Do you guys think he's catching feelings? Okay, yes, he is. He has a, first of all, I was laughing because Adam just makes me laugh, but I wasn't laughing at her. Um, but yeah, that's funny. He asked her on a, to a wedding date. Okay, that's progression. But he's, yeah, he's catching the feels. He has a so. cold case of the feels. I think so too. And that's a good, I mean, that's a good sign. It depends how you, you know, you see him. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Thingity thing is he said he just wanted to be friends. Period. 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 No matter what he does or says other than that, you have to go with what he says. He said he didn't want to be friends. You as a girl, like if, uh, if he says he just wants to be friends and let's just say you are, you're like, okay, I'm okay with being friends and therefore I'm going to kind of pull back my intimacy for somebody. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you, would you think that's a good tactic to see if he just doesn't want to be more than friends? Or do you think that if you pull back a little bit on the intimacy, you think like, okay, well, I just see him as a friend too. And maybe the spark will just kind of die off and maybe you guys are friends. No, if he says that we're just friends, we're only going to be friends in my mind, we're friends and we're only going to be friends. I think otherwise. That's a, that's the difference between me and you is you're very hopeless romantic in a way. And I'm just like, I think I've been burned so bad in the past that I'm just like, nope, Mm-mm. I'm yeah. not going to waste my time on somebody that just wants to be friends. Now, don't get me wrong. Have I before? Yes. <laughs> I've definitely wasted my own time and I had a great time wasting my own time. But, you know, 
No, that's. I just feel if he says it, you got to go with what he says. But you know, it is kind of confusing because he asked her to a wedding. That's not front. That's like not friends. You don't ask no, a friend yeah. to a wedding. A wedding's a kind of a big deal. It's like yeah, prom. it is. I'm very confused, girl. But yes, he is catching the fills. That's like prom and you know the the ninth or tenth grade. But he needs to vocalize if you got if he still thinks you guys are friends. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I think she needs to have one one more conversation now that it's kind of turned this new leaf and like we're going to a wedding together. And what was the other thing she said that was happening? She said something else. Um, they were going to a wedding together. We've been taking several, learning more and more about each other, spending quality time. We also text. Um, he, he, t- he tells me that, he tells me things like, I bring him so much happiness and that he's so grateful that I'm in his life. And he calls me boo. Mm-hmm. And but the commitment, where's the commitment? At, from the beginning, um, when she said at the beginning, we had the, what are we talk? And he expressed, he just wanted to be friends. Since then, we've gone to dinner several times. He's cooked dinner. Okay. So it's kind of getting uh, weird if you're just friends. I think personally, maybe this guy at first is like, well, let's just be friends. And that's just like a guy that's, that's a typical guy just throwing up the wall, being like, we'll figure it out without okay. saying we'll figure it out. Yeah. And I think what's happening is just the relationship's progressing. Yeah. And yeah. it's going in that way. And it's just like, just like how we have with long distance, you know, and it just takes two people to tango. And maybe he's realizing, well, this is a cool girl. Yeah. But it's like, you're my best friend, you know, in a way. And it's like, that's how I feel too. And it's like, I love doing everything with you. And maybe that's the way he's starting to feel now too. Yeah. Maybe so. So look, your, your mindset's changing. It is a little bit. I mean, I personally would still be kind of cautious, but I mean, sounds like everything's going good for her. I think they they just, I'm curious, you need to tech, uh, DM her back and just say, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this on the podcast, but obviously say, you know, Raven says, uh, just friends and have another conversation and see if you're just friends mm-hmm. and let us know what he says. Yeah. So I'm curious. I like that. Well, this one is kind of interesting. I have another question too. Okay. So because of our long distance relationship, and I think this is kind of relatable because this is somebody who dated someone for a long time and then they're getting back in the dating game. So it's kind of interesting. Um, It says, Adam and Raven, I took your advice on approaching people via Instagram and now I'm freaking out. (laughs) My last relationship ended a year ago, last month, and it lasted for five years. I was 16 at the time. And now, now I'm 22 and I have no experience on how to date. <laughs> I listened to your podcast on how to find people. So my best friend and I started following med students for fun. I love it. <laughs> we are currently nursing students and we're mostly joking around. But one of the men I requested actually ended up coming in contact with me. See? And now we're looking to grab dinner next Thursday. See? But I don't know how to act. Exclamation point. Yeah. I know it doesn't have to be anything serious and chances are I won't turn in anything, but I'm having trouble deciding what to wear and coming to terms that I may have bitten off more than I can chew. I love this so much. I love it. Yeah. Because no matter what, she's getting out there, right? Yeah. So like this is an experience, whether it goes good or whether it goes bad, it's an experience and it's awesome. Of course. She's going to learn from it no matter what. And you just got to put yourself out there. And I know that, you know, it's more traditional for a man to pursue a woman, but I think some, a woman putting herself out there and just saying like, Hey, I'm available. Yeah, totally. It's huge. I think that's such, such a cool benefit and good for her for being proactive and like, see if you put yourself out there, you'll get a bite, right? Like you go fishing, you'll get a fish eventually. But, um, what advice do you have for her? And when, when it comes to like, if you were the guy in this situation, like what should she wear? And like, what are some good conversations she could bring up? Because um, obviously they met on Instagram. So like. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, one of her, <laughs> Raven, maybe that's a question for you. She doesn't, she's trying to, she's having trouble deciding what to wear. Um, I mean, I, I can't really speak on behalf of women um, mm-hmm. on what to wear, but I feel like wear something that's kind of like a little bit of your personality when you go out, I would say, you know, have be like conservative chic. I mean, that's the term I use. I love that. Um, but also something that's just like, that's you. Don't be someone who you're not. Like, don't put on heels if that's something you just don't do. Oh, yeah. Feel comfortable for yeah, sure. 100%. And um, if you're going to a, a really nice dinner, classic black dress, you can't go wrong with a 
um, LBD, little black dress. And if you're going to a bar or something casual, you can always go with a nice pair of skinny jeans and a sweater because it is, I mean, that's totally acceptable. Yeah. And if you want to dress it up a little bit, put a peak coat on. That's what I would suggest. And some boots. Boots are dressy. Boots are flat. Boots can't go wrong. Yeah. I'm totally with you there. And the good news is, is you just be yourself, you know, have yeah. fun and see where it goes. The great thing about, you know, like we talked about like Instagram and, and like the, the dating world is, I mean, it allows you to see into that person's life without actually being on a, a third party app. Yeah. And I'm really excited for her because she is 22. So she is so young. So she has a lot of years to like really get to know herself and what she likes when she's dating and, you know, get to meet all these different people, especially since she's been in a five year long relationship with her ex. And it's been a year. She's got a groove back. She's feeling good. And this is just the beginning. It's going to be fun for her. Yeah. I it's agree. a great stage for her. Um, yeah, I do like that one a lot. Did you have another question? Yeah, I did. I had someone ask, what happens or what should you do if you're in a situation where you're in a long distance relationship, but you've had no conversations of it moving anywhere else? How do I approach this? Oh, boy. Well, my question is how long they've been long distancing for. Mm-hmm. And she's having trouble on where to where to go from there, right? Yeah, I guess how to approach it because it hasn't been brought up in conversation. How do you approach a guy when it comes to this stuff? Because you don't want to be like, I want to move in with you. You know um, what I mean? Um, oh, God, I have so many questions about how long distance it is. You know, like, is it long distance, like three hours driving long distance? Or are we talking like you have to jump on a flight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's use the latter of the two. Let's just say it's a flight away. I would try to say something like I would try to make a, a trip somewhere in the middle and like have a fun weekend out of it. And again, make a weekend trip out of it and see if you can get the momentum moving forward. And hopefully it turns into something more. Um, obviously, the relationship has some kind of spark. So you have to pour, you know, there has to be the fuel that keeps it lit. Yeah. And see if you can find out if, you know, if, if meeting up halfway is doing it or maybe you know, you go out there one weekend, he comes to you one weekend. My suggestion, especially if I was a, if I was a guy, you know, I am a guy, but if I was in his shoes, I would reach out to the woman and say, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, this is, you know, like she's waiting for my first move. Right. But Mm -hmm. the woman needs to become available. The problem is, is she's having a hard time communicating, right? There's something in between them that's not getting through. And so in this case, you know, some guys just, are more passive. So if I were the woman, I would try to initiate and say like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? And then if he's like, well, I'm hanging out with my buddies or whatever. And sorry, I can't make it out that week. Well, what about next weekend? She's not asking that. No, she's not, but she should. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. You're asking about what someone needs to do that's long distance in order to figure out where the, where, what the next step is. So I'm telling you what the woman should do. Ask him what he's doing this weekend, next weekend, maybe say, Maybe it should be a weekend we we do something together, right? And so that's, in my opinion, what someone needs to do. I don't get your answer because she's just for the record. I see what you mean, (laughs) Anna. Okay, thanks, Kev. I don't get it because she's asking what she, how she, how she progresses the relationship. Like move in. How do you talk about that? She didn't. Did you say you didn't say the word move in? She just said how you progress it. I'm not talking about moving in. You're just talking about seeing more time. Yes. Seeing more time. Yes. Okay. More I was on a totally different level than you. Okay. You're tired. I am tired. You're burned Can you out. tell? Just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it all revolves around that. So you just have to be open in that perspective. I think we've had, I mean, there's so many questions that people ask us and it's just a function of the, a lot of it's communicating. Yeah. Like literally a lot yeah, of it is. so true. That's so true. I think for us too. Yeah. We like live live together and we still don't have the best communication sometimes. Oh boy, Raven and Nicole. Um, what question did you have next? Okay, let me look here. Okay, this one says, Hey Raven and Adam, I love your podcast and have followed you since BIP. I have a question. What should I do if my best guy friend does not like my boyfriend? They only met once and we broke up briefly and he has since told me do not talk to me about him or send me any pictures in our group chat. I accidentally sent her best friend, sent a photo of drunk me and him and he left our group chat. So just would like some advice. Is she referring to the the guy friend? Yeah. But okay. 
So she said she put a picture of her and her guy friend in the group chat that has, I guess, her and her boyfriend and her friend? No. So she, she, her guy friend doesn't like her boyfriend and they're all in a group chat. And he was like, don't talk to me about him anymore. Oh, oh, and so she accidentally sent a picture of drunk her and her boyfriend to the group chat and her best guy friend left the group chat. What did she do? Oh. This sounds like some well, young 20-year-old You know, stuff, this is tough you know? because we've talked about this too, about guys having girlfriends, you know, girls that they're friends with. And what's difficult is separating the two. And, you know, I feel like if the best guy friend left the group chat, that means he has some kind of feelings for her. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It and sounds like they're very young. Yeah, it, it does. And it, Girl, he's and got a, you know what? Like, That's a good thing. You. The fact that he left the group chat and he's not just like depressed. Or, you know what? The good thing, good news is, is he left the group chat knowing I don't want to deal with this anymore. And... But it's, I don't want to be part of it. I think he also wanted to send a message to yeah, her because he knows she's yeah. going to notice he did that. Yeah, you know? for sure. That was, it was a petty move on his part. Yeah, I agree with that. And so, they're Snapchatting and stuff. They're totally is what I'm guessing. Probably. If he's like, don't send me pictures or whatever. I'm guessing they're Snapchatting. This is a young crowd. Yeah, they are. Remember, we were talking to they a, say things like it slaps. Yeah, and stuff like that. We're talking to a, a gen a Gen <laughs> Z go girls. We're talking to a Gen Z person, and they're like, "We don't do Facebook." What? Yeah, it was so funny, Kev. Today at dinner, our Thanksgiving dinner with uh, Adam's work, we have this young girl, and we like to, we like to talk to all generations about dating and boyfriends and and getting married and being married for thirty years. So we're like talking to all these generations, and we sit down with how old is she? Don't say her name. Fourteen. Fourteen. And we're like, so do you have a boyfriend? She's like, yeah. And we're like, oh, let, does he have a Facebook? And she looked at Adam and was like, only grandmas have Facebooks. Oh, my God. That so happens like, to me. I know that's happened yeah. to me so many times. And like, I want Instagram, too, and all that stuff. But Facebook's still like my go-to. Yeah, And totally. it makes me feel so old. It's, it's like, oh, my gosh. But we're, the, yeah, like guys yeah. I talked to at the radio station I used to work at. And I'm like, hey, man, what's your Facebook? And he's like, I don't have a Facebook. I'm like, oh. All right. It's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. And just like the younger the younger generation dating is really crazy because social media is such a huge, huge part of their everyday life, which I mean, it is for everybody, I think, at this point. But like they're the first generation to like grow up with it. Like their parents had Instagram accounts with their names on it before they were born. You know, like that's a oh, whole sure. different it's a whole different thing. It's a whole other world of dating in general. I mean, yeah. And like, shoot, this girl was saying that she had a TikTok, and like all the, all the kids are on TikTok, and her boyfriend's on TikTok, And you're just like, wait, what is TikTok? People are getting rich from TikTok, And I don't even know what it is. Yeah, like, that makes no me idea. feel really old. <laughs> well, actually I do have an idea. My brother sends me TikTok videos that are very funny and very inappropriate, but that's the only reason why I know TikTok because my brother it? sends it to me. It's like a Vine. Is it, okay, I was going to say like Vine or Snapchat or whatever. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. And my mom is an elementary school principal. And the way that kids are dating is just crazy. It's, it's, it's beyond. It has everything to do with Snapchat. Like so many kids are in the office for Snapchat and stuff. And it's just... But it's a drastically different era. It's which so is, <laughs> different. Which is why y'all's podcast is very relevant at this time because everything is completely different. For I, sure. I almost Nate, I almost wanted to call our podcast the millennial marriage because <laughs> it's like totally different than our parents, you know. You just set up the perfect intro for the next question then. Oh my gosh, Seriously, okay, hit perfect. me with it. Okay, but before you do that, copyright that name, just in case somebody tries to steal it. Oh yeah, it, so. I'm going to copyright that before y'all hear this. What is it, oh, the millennial, what'd you call it? The millennial marriage. Oh, millennial marriage, I like it's it. the title of my next book. Well, it says, um, what's your opinion on couples who are from different religious backgrounds? Ooh, we could do, we could do a whole thing on this. It says, are they doomed? Question mark. Not talking about a Christian and atheist or something extreme like that. Let's say a Christian and someone who grew up religious but doesn't really... Practice. Quote, practice anything okay. now. And politics, too. Ooh. If they're different there, what's your advice on balancing opinions regards such sensitive topics? I Here's the thing. I, ha, I am friends with so many people that are different political beliefs, 
I'm friends with so many different people that are different religions that I think if you can be a listener and have an open communication and open line of respect for each other, you can make it through. However, I mean, you and I are not of the same religion and we're very similar on politics, but but there are some things that we have extreme differences on that we do have gotten heated conversations with. But it's like, you have to have respect for the other person. For sure. You don't have to agree. It's the millennial marriage. It For real, it really is the millennial marriage. And I think millennials more than like that question to our parents or our grandparents would have been like, it's absolutely (laughs) not going to work. He's he's Jewish and you're a Christian. That's not going to work. And or they'd say like, oh, well, she's uh, this and he's that. He's a Democrat. She's not. She's whatever. That would have been a no go. However, now the millennial marriage is like we're loving everybody we're accepting people like we're going to see through this and like if I feel strongly about something I'm going to educate you on why I feel this way and it may change your perspective or it may just let you know my perspective sure. it's just totally okay if it's different yeah I totally agree that's just the I think and it, re- it all revolves around the topic you brought up earlier on which is morals and um as long as you have the same morals with the same person. Like my mom told me, she said, you know, you grew up around different religions and people. This was that, this is when you were talking with her about our different religions. No, this was, I mean, like two weeks ago. Oh. And just basically saying like, you know, you like when Christmas comes, you still respect the, the Christmas tradition, you know, you mm-hmm. put up the tree, put in the thing and people do that with Hanukkah or if there's Kwanzaa or whatever holiday that there is in you know, Even middle Shabbat, of the week. Like yeah, for whatever me, it is. Yeah. Uh, Easter, you know, those types of holidays. I mean, you just, you observe it and you're like, Oh, okay. Like I understand that. Yeah. And I think it's good when people, um, instead of judging someone for why they believe what they believe to like have empathy for them. Like, Oh, that makes so much sense why they have those strong opinions because this is their life experience, you know, or this is how they view the world. No, I'm totally right online with that. Um, Here's another interesting question too. It says, uh, I have another question for you guys. Why do guys keep you on the line? For example, texting every once in a while while being flirty, but never doing anything about it. I know I probably need to love here, but why keep texting if you have no intention on asking me out? Question mark. Thanks I've so much. I've always wondered that too. What do you, What is that about? He's <sighs> keeping his options open. Yeah. I think if he's just like flirting around, he's just, it's like a mating call. <laughs> yeah. It's a dick move, but yeah. everybody does it. Everybody yeah. does Everybody's it. done it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, mo. I have come across this more often than less for men. Like if there's somebody that I'm like flirting with before we met and um, then it just didn't go anywhere, they would just ghost me. And then rather just being like, Hey, you're just not, or, you know, like you said, no one was, it's very rare. Someone's gonna be like, you're not my type or I'm not attracted to you. They're either just going to ghost you because it's just kind of a non-obtrusive way of saying thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. But like I said early on, I think one of our very first episodes, there's no woman out there who's like, man, I hope I don't meet the man of my dreams or I hope I don't meet someone, you know, today or tomorrow that doesn't just make me the happiest person alive. Yeah. You know, so you just gotta. Is it possible for you to keep your options open and you're like doing this with this girl and you're like one day you just wake up and you're like, oh, I like this person more. Like, should this girl still be like flirty back to you? Or is it just like, you're just an option, go, like go, you know, move forward, like don't waste your time. Or is it like, if you're an option, there's still potential. Um, it just depends on how the feelings are reciprocated, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's just going to reach out, reach out, reach out, and the other person's not even going to give you a response or give you the time of day to go out, then maybe you just, you got to move on from it. Yeah. And I think like girls also, they, they, um, accept that guys do this so much that they're like, Oh, this is just what guys do. Like, he's just like texting me sparingly. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know his intentions if he's leading me on, but really the ball's in your court. 
Yeah. I feel like women have more power than what they think they do. And, you know, there's been some times where guys are doing this to me too. And then I just cut them off cold turkey and they'd be begging me back, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. just like, maybe it puts it into perspective. Like you can't text me sparingly. Like I don't put up with that. Like either you want to see me or you don't, or you want to talk to me or you don't. And like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Totally with you. Um, well, I think with the holidays and everything coming up, um, we are going to have a lot of juicy, really good questions come across our podcast. Yeah. Um, we have a very interesting week coming up next week. We have a special guest that is going to be on our podcast and she'll be announced next week. Um, she was actually, um, she was dating a guy for, I want to say two to three years. She got engaged and she called off the wedding and she called off everything. And she talks oh, about wow. where to find a good guy. That's bravery to very, call off something when you know it's not right. That's very, brave. Um, and it's, I'm sure, extremely difficult. There was something I read the other day that said um, dating dating and being with someone is kind of like a drug. And then when you are not with them, you go through withdrawal. Yeah. And it, you, you, it can really kind of mess with your head. Mm -hmm. So she kind of gives us the perspective from the woman's side about all that stuff. So I'm super excited to, um, to so talk about it So interested in hearing all that. Yeah. And so am I. Um, but with that being said, we appreciate everybody's questions that are rolling in. It has been nothing short of um, boring for sure. And uh, we're going to have For the Boys again next week. And we're going to continue to give uh, voice memos and have you guys listen in and keep asking away. Yeah. And as always, DM us with your questions. Adam, what's your Instagram? Instagram is Adam Gottschalk underscore. And you guys, um, if you can find me, you can find Raven because we're basically <laughs> tagged in everyone. Yeah, we're attached to the hip. And mine's at Raven Nicole Gates. Sweet Raven. Yep. Well, with that being said, we're over and out. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. And Thanksgiving. Bye. today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.